Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 Nothing but Memphis. Everywhere we go, it's Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee, the beautiful land in the world. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz Beach Yo 901. Sorry, that was my, <laughs> my fun part. Uh, Grizzlies are absolutely dominating the Milwaukee Crybaby Bucks, and I am your host, Daniel Greer, and we are presented to you by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. We got our guy, Nate. What's up, man? Man, I hope they win by at least 30. If they don't win by 30, I'm going to be pissed. It's starting to get a little tight. That's exactly what I thought coming into this game, too. 43. Wow. All right. Um, yeah, so the Grizzlies absolutely just took off in that first quarter, and they have not looked back ever since. And I don't, I don't know about you. Like, let's let's talk about the game just real fast, real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think, but it looks like there is no flow for the Milwaukee offense at all. Like, zero. There isn't, and I watched – um I don't know if you watched against the Warriors the other night, but it's the and the Bucks dominated the Warriors, right? There wasn't a ton of flow in that game either. It was kind of just Giannis dominated, and then they just didn't let the Warriors score, right? And they did that for long enough. They built up a lead. So when the Warriors did start to score, it didn't really tend to matter. So that might just be how it is. And they've got a lot of moving parts, right? I don't think. Obviously, without Drew Holiday, we didn't see the best version of the Bucks. But Chris Middleton's working his way back. You know, he has an ankle thing after being out for so long. So, definitely not a full strength Bucks team that's at their peak. But yeah, neither it's we. Not a full strength Grizzlies team at their peak either, yeah. and they just manhandled them. So yeah, that's yeah. There's nothing to take away from this one at all. They're doing the wave in the arena right now. They're do- sure, like they really? Memphis isn't isn't like that. They're doing the wave, and this isn't a celebration. Like, hey, we're we're dancing on their grave, but yes, we are dancing on their grave right now. <laughs> like they're doing the wave inside the forum. Um, what what I see from the game, and if we get sidetracked, if you're in the uh, the chat, please let us know. Z three baby, be more you than happy one. to tell us what's going on if we miss something. But. Um, the Grizzlies, you know, they absolutely dominated in every facet of the game. And and looking at kind of, you know, me and you were talking about what the defensive matchups were. And honestly, like uh, Ryan, who is the other co-host that usually joins here, he's with the Free Basketball Podcast, who's on the Grizz on one network as well. He was also thinking that Dylan was going to play on Giannis. And he bet accordingly, right? He bet the way that he thought the matchups and the flow of the game would go. It did not go that way, and I didn't think it would. And I think me and I, I guess um, DeMichael 
and who else is on the um why am i drawing a blank to his name uh locked on grizzlies anyway uh we all thought that it would be jaron or even steven adams and that's really how the the whole game played out uh and so looking just kind of looking at it like the game played out in a certain way where Giannis just he had to go and try to get through our bigger guys because we have a bigger team and he couldn't and he was getting fouls but without that he's he, he's he's really a shell of himself if he cannot get into the lane and get those easy shots. So is there anything that you saw within the Grizzlies game plan or just in the game itself that you saw that maybe like, hey, Giannis is a good player. We just had a good game plan. Or maybe just, you know, Giannis just, he's, he's susceptible to games like this. Uh, No, it was a game plan. It was a couple of things. It was one game plan. The Grizzlies just decided you are not going to be in the paint at will. If you, if you beat us, it's going to be through jump shots. Sorry, I thought we about to have a sweet alley up there. Did you see that the uh, Grizz bench is doing the wave now? Are they really? Did you miss that? Yeah. I did, I did. Um, but also, one of the things that makes Giannis so dangerous is he's a great passer for a big man, too. And he's yeah. got to have someone when to When he it passes? Well, tonight, the Grizz did a really good job of cutting off who he could pass it to, right? There was one time where Jaron collapsed on him and he dished it out to Javon Car- uh, Carter in the corner. He hit the three ball, and that was really the only time. That was brutal. It was really the only time this game that the Grizzlies collapsed like that and gave him a lane to do that, I felt like. It was either that or he's passing out to Middleton, who was already psyched out by halfway through the first quarter, thanks to not just good Dylan, not just great Dylan. We got amazing Dylan tonight, which does not bode well for the next game, (laughs) if we're being honest. There's no telling what could happen. But, hey, Dylan with John in the lineup has been great this year, and he was tonight. But a lot of different things. Um, but I thought the Grizzlies did a really good job, and their game plan was what led to that more than anything. Yeah. Well, what I look at is uh, I don't think Giannis I, – I honestly, I think he kicked a lot. Like the, the, um, the starters outside of Javon Carter, because he literally – he did not shoot any three-pointers until – the game kind of got out of hand mm. in the third quarter here. Okay, so he didn't really score, which he cashed my over eight and a half, you know, points, which is easy uh, <laughs> because you know his mom's watching here. You know, she's yeah. she's she lives in Memphis. Uh, but what I was looking at is they they were absolutely horrendous from the three point line. They were one of twelve between Middleton and Lopez. That's really what it has to tell. You. I don't think the Grizzlies were limiting who we could kick out to. I don't think it was that at all. I think they're saying, hey, if you want to kick it out, kick it out. Feel free. We will die with contested or somewhat contested shots at the three-point line from a Lopez or Middleton. Then we will allowing you to just dominate right. us inside. I think it's right. what got to. He was able to kick it out still. What I'm saying is the Grizzlies didn't completely collapse where he kicked it out to a standstill Brooke Lopez with no one in 20 feet of them, right? Yeah. They collapsed enough to make him have to dish it out. But there was somebody right there ready to contest. Like you said, it may not have been the greatest contest in the world, but they were there to put a hand up. And that's the best you can do, right? Because you don't want to, one, give him free reign in the paint or he's going to put up 80 on you. And you also don't want to let him kick out to somebody who can just knock down a wide open three like it's target practice. They did the best job of putting up the wall and then being able to close out, put a hand up, make somebody think about it a little bit. It was a great game plan. And, Listen, that was the most locked in this team has been defensively 
all season. They were ready for this matchup. And, man, if you told me all the Grizzlies had to do was care, and all of a sudden they play that kind of defense, dude, then I'm like, I'm not worried. Just get to the playoffs. Just be healthy. Just get to the playoffs. That's all that matters. Because if they are able to lock it in like that, I mean, there will be other teams that can get hot. The Celtics can punish them for with other ways. But awesome game by the Grizzlies, man. There's very little to be upset about. Yeah, we and as we're recording this, if you are on the podcast, uh, we are obviously live still in the game. The Grizzlies are now up, uh, what is it, 42 points uh, currently at my at what I'm watching. OK, we don't know. Uh, we don't know about exactly uh, where we are in the streaming because I could be two minutes ahead of Nate. I could be a minute behind Nate. Who knows? Uh, but we're currently up uh, roughly 42 points on the Bucks. Um. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, you know, Franklin, we'll talk about that. Um. All right. So, I haven't seen a whole lot of Zaire being in the game. I haven't seen that. And so, what Franklin says is, um, he wants to talk about (laughs) Zaire having the ability to be able to create. All right. So, have you seen him be able to? I have not seen that. So, I'm obviously I'm going to go back and watch the game. Uh, the last fourth quarter since we're recording in the meantime. Because I want to mm-hmm. see these young guys. Because I take pride in uh, being somewhat of a uh, a coach mind, a coaching mind in a sense. Uh, me and Ryan are very much on the same path and the same level. Uh, he is a coach of the high school level. I am a coach as well, uh, but I've stopped and now I'm coaching six and seven year olds. <laughs> That's what I'm doing in life. Um, so I look at things the same way Ryan does, and it might be different than you. But I want to hear what. Maybe if you have seen, and even Franklin, if you have what you've seen, uh, I want to go back and watch as well and see kind of what you're talking about because I have not seen uh, Zeke be the creator so far in this uh, this fourth quarter. You've got a coach mind, and I'm just out here watching ball, baby. I'm yeah, you watching are the just game. watching. Yeah, I mean, we say that. We see that. The look on your face. Yeah, we don't <laughs> yeah, even know if I'm you're there. Literally just watching right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually can see what Franklin's talking about. I wouldn't say I've seen enough to say, hey, he can be a big time creator but just a few games back in listen the shot's not falling so the shot creation isn't there but that'll come that's honestly what i'm least worried about his ability to make some nice passes in the lane he had a really really good find to x a minute ago um that's what's really impressive now maybe last game i think it was last game against the hawks (laughs) sometimes where he was dribbling down the court and i was like please somebody come get a ball so that's still going to be the case but hey we might have a little creation right here I mean, it's sort of lucky, but he got to Jake open in the corner. Um, yeah, you're so far behind. Yeah, I'm probably way behind. Um, it's like the, the ability's there. No doubt about it, the ability is there. Um, have I seen it where I'm like, oh, he's doing it pretty regularly? No, but I wouldn't expect him to do three games in. But is the potential there? And is he having flashes? Yeah, for sure. So, I yeah, so <clears> – <throat> All right, so so as Franklin says, and we'll kind of share this with you if you're on the podcast, but if you're on YouTube, you can see it yourself. We put it up on the screen. But uh, what he's saying is definitely a couple plays here and there, nowhere near consistent. Uh, they saw him dribble at the top of the key, surveying the court, uh, making quick packs of the pocket to BC. Um, what I'll say with that is he's an NBA player. If he can't do what Franklin is saying, and this is no shot to you, Franklin, at all. If he can't do that, then he should not be an NBA player, okay? I think that is the base level of being an NBA player is being able to dribble, drive, kick. That's that's simple. I'm talking about 
dribble, drive, get open, make a make a move in the lane, and then step back shot, something like that. Creation to get more points. Um, I, I think that there's things are a different, you know, differentiation of of being able to create. And I think that Z could have it. Yes, I haven't seen it yet. And I think that the that he's struggling now because he's coming back from injury, but he's trying to get back into the flow of things. It's going to take him 10 games. Let's just be well, honest. It, but it's not just the simple be able to get in and kick out. There is, I mean, a time, the one I'm talking about specifically, he dribbled down, he started to drive, backed it out for a second, and then between the legs, one hand, dish it to Tillman, right? It's, and it was in, in traffic. So it wasn't just a simple driving kick right and that's there and the ability to use his size over a defender he's absolutely showed that right so yes yes um, in in summer league though that's the issue i want to see here he just hadn't knocked down the shots but he was able to create shots in the paint tonight right and he was able to use his vice as a layup but it was still using his length and athleticism to create a shot listen we're not going to see it for i'd be surprised if we see it before january to be honest other than probably catching a heater in one game yeah. But the, the flashes are there, and I'm seeing it even tonight. So, and listen, it's the same thing. You didn't see it with Roddy, but I did. And you, the coach mind just can't see everything, right? Sometimes you just got to be a ball watcher to be able to catch up on that stuff. But hey, shout out to Franklin remembering that conversation. Shout out to you, man. That's awesome. Remembering that from uh from the summer, I think. So we'll see, yeah. man. Listen, that's we got to be patient with Z though. It's gonna take a minute. I was just happy to see him get a shot to go down. Uh, a, a real shot to go down. That was that was good. He needed that. Yeah. So Grizzlies win by 41 points. Uh Bucks 101. Grizzlies 142. The game just ended. Um it was a two and two game for the Grizzlies watch. Uh yeah, no. Grizzlies player watch. Sorry, had a had a brain fart. Uh Grizzlies player watch. Uh, and unfortunately it was Ryan's plays that that didn't hit well. So we'll we'll blame that on Ryan in all honesty. Uh, I let him have two, and I took two of myself. Uh, so we'll blame that on Ryan, just because uh, I can't. He's not here unless he's in the unless he's in the chat, and he'll let me know soon. Um, but the Grizzlies played well overall, and my phone is going to absolutely blow up now over the next uh, two minutes <laughs> um, because it's telling me all the bets I won. Uh, but the Grizzlies, I think what they have different, and I want to talk about this mainly. Okay, they're so different than they have been in the past. And I don't want to get into the Melton, Kyle Anderson stuff. I love Kyle Anderson. Love him. Love him, dude. He is a guy at my own heart. He's he's my type of player. He's very slow, methodical, and he does the, the, the right things, in a sense. Okay? But this Grizzlies team and this front office went after a different player. And what they went after was they went after size. And they went after a little bit of – we want to be able to be, I guess, a little bit more flexible when it comes down to the playoffs. When when we need to plug and play for five minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, whatever it is, whether it's a 15 to 20-minute run in the playoffs, we want to be able to have that player that can do that in the regular season in a sense, but he's also a guy that can do that in the playoffs. And so what I look at is they're going after size, but also they're going after a little bit bigger player and not just tall, but a little bit thicker. Um, And so I think that's been the biggest thing with the Grizzlies this season is that they're having a type of player and they have a team. I'm not saying the Bucs are bad in no way, 
but I think that they match up with, they have the advantage against uh, certain teams because of their size. I don't think you see that as much in the NBA as it used to. Look at this Bucks team. Who is the who is their bigs? Giannis, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez. Like who who do they have that's big that can handle a team that's got a little bit of size? And then the fact that you can have Santi and David Roddy just step out and knock down threes as well. Yep. I, I think that's big. I, I think the league has topsy turvied in a little bit that I think that might be a an, an advantage for the Grizzlies. Well, and the Grizzlies, I think it may have been Brevin before the game, or maybe it was Vernon earlier on their show, but somebody was talking about when the Grizzlies size down, they don't really size down, right? Their small ball is still big. They have the small ball with Jaron and Aldama, Jaron and BC, right? And then you throw in guys like Roddy, Zaire, and DB, who Roddy and DB are both just strong dudes who know how to use their thickness, their muscles, their strength to be able to actually compete with those bigger guys. And you got Zaire, who's a lot leaner, but shoot, he's might be 6'11", 7 foot now. And so yeah. he's got that athletic length. When they size down now, they don't size down. I mean, and one of the biggest parts of that is going to be Aldama. And it's – yeah, I know when you get to the playoffs, you shorten the rotation to eight or nine guys. and Not necessarily. Aldama, well, what I'm going to get to is at some point, a 10th guy's got to come in in a big moment, right? Something happens, they got to step in. But also, Altama gives them the ability to play in so many different ways, even if Jaron's in foul trouble. Aldama played super solid tonight, and Jaron, I mean, what did Jaron get? How many minutes did he end up playing? 13 minutes. Yeah, nothing. 13 minutes, and you felt it zero. And that's because when the Grizzlies had to size down, they don't have to size down. They've got an Aldama who is a sort of a Jaron Jr. Jr., <laughs> right? Jaron Jackson Jr. Jr. He's able to step in, hit shots. It's They just got it, man. And it's sort of like, I'm telling you, outside of the on-ball perimeter defense, Aldama has replaced everything slow-mo did and added a lot to it. And that's big. Now, the veteran presence, obviously, he can't provide. But the rest of it, man, I mean, it's it's been a revelation. And it's huge for this team. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, and, and this is taking this conversation way down a path that I do not want to go down tonight. Okay, let's just, let's just say that out front. Let's do it. No, we do not want to do that's this right. Um That's a whole conversation about trades and the trade deadline like as of right now i think uh woes tweeted out today that 88 percent of players are now available per trade i don't want to go down that path of a trade i'm working now like behind the scenes on looking for players that i think the grizzlies would be good to go get but what do you do with a guy that you have in santiago dama who is super super cheap like you you're spending nothing on a player that you're getting so much out of you can't afford to trade him like you can't i I know he's not amazing okay he's not going to be the guy that you put out there and if he's a starter you feel comfortable but there is no way that you could get off a guy like that you couldn't get off a guy like david roddy or even santiago dama just because of the how much they cost they're they're it's little to nothing and because of that, 
who do you trade? Because you have to make trades. Like you have to, like it works. You have to give to get. I know that, you know, some people don't know that, but, but that is the truth. Like you have to give up something to get something. <laughs> and because of that, I don't know who I would want to get rid of. I hate, hate Dylan Brooks. I do don't not like that. him. Okay. You can say you don't like him. We don't hate people here. Yeah. Okay. In a sense, basketball sense, right? I really not like even. this Dylan Brooks. I really do. I like yeah. this Dylan Brooks. It took me forever to come over to the Tony, Tony Allen train. Forever. I'll come over. I'll come over to the Dylan Brooks train. If this is what we're going to get. I'm down with He's, that. He, I want to get your honest opinion on this because I I thought I was able to see it from the beginning of the year. And there's times where Jaws out where I think Dylan start, stays doing way too much. That's his issue right there. Well, but here's the thing. If Jaws out, you're not winning Jack. So that's not when, true. That's not true with this team. I'm talking about the regular season. Okay. Okay. About the playoffs. Then, then you need to, then you need to specify. Okay. I can't read well, your mind. Yeah. There's not no, much in okay. there. Obviously, I don't know what's we, coming out. Obviously we've seen them win in the regular season with Jai out, dude, guy, your coach mind get into ball watcher <laughs> mode. I'm <laughs> such a freaking dork. Um, I'm talking about on a big scale. They're not going to win any kind of champion. There's no championship aspirations. If Jaws out, if Jaron's out, really, if Dez is out either, right? And so if when Ja is in, Dylan is bought into a role, that's that's it. That's what you want, right? Now, he could still end up being too expensive in the offseason. That 100% could happen. Yeah. But if he's buying into this role, taking on that defensive assignment, like I've said this time and time again, I don't think he's that talented defensively. I think he has the grit and the mentality that is – extremely difficult to find the willingness to do things that other guys in the league are not willing to do you if he's going to buy into the role it looks like he's bought into in my mind you pay him you pay him to do that what what do you pay him? i don't well you don't want to get above 20 million right? he's not going get... to take anything less than 20 he's not going to take 20 i don't think i don't know that's that's the issue it's not that i don't like it right now see at 18 like yeah, 18, I think. You're talking about being in his prime, a guy in his prime, and he's going to go take less money. And I hate going down this road, and I don't want to, okay? Because we have no way of knowing either yeah. side. So let's stay away from this. But yeah, I just think that a guy like this, and I've heard many people say it. I, I don't remember who said it in our Grizzly team. Um, I just think that, a guy like this, like a lot of teams would really like to have. It's just that because the thing is, it's it's almost like that ex-girlfriend, right? She's not that crazy. She's not until you're with her. And then you're like, all right, she's, she's that crazy. She is. She's that crazy. Like, that's just how it happens. Listen, I've had many of those. It happens. I don't know she's what cute. you're talking about with my wife sitting next to me. Never had that experience before. My my wife and kids are asleep. They have no clue what's happening. <laughs> well, I'm looking at so Tyus is 15. I'm trying to look up. Let's see. I heard a, another podcast talking about trading Tyus. And I want to ask you this. And I won't shovel on them real quick. I won't shovel on them. I will say trading Tyus. They said they should trade Tyus and go get Jimmy Butler. That's what was said. 
I'm not saying who it was. That that's what was said, and I and I literally I threw up twice. I know what either side do that. Nobody would. Nobody would. But keep going. Go ahead with your thoughts. Doesn't make any sense. That's okay. It wouldn't happen. All right. So would you be willing to pay him? Would you be willing to pay Dylan as much slash more than OG Ananobi? What's OG at? Just as a as a player, would you say it is reasonable to pay Dylan? Not a bunch more, not like ten million more, but a few million more than OG Ananobi. No, no way. But you can't get OG. You can't go get him. Well, here's my thing. the The price of these guys continues to go up. It, so it OG's is. at eight, OG's at eighteen million. Yeah, I would say eighteen million would be a great price for Dylan. Obviously, yeah. Right? Well, here's Obviously. my thing. If you get a guy that fits and fills a role that helps you go win a championship. Do you go pay him? Now, listen, I don't want to get super into salaries. I haven't looked at this at all. Yeah, we're getting way you, off track. But even if you're overpaying, my glasses on for this, and you can go win a championship with a guy. Here's my blue blockers. You know, the, the goal is not to get guys at appropriate value. The goal is to win championships. So we'll have to look at it a lot more lately. But back to we got so off track. We should just you got way off track. I tried to podcast. pull you back twice. That's because I'm so excited right now. ADD my rod and reel didn't full work. Gear, full gear. Um, do you think Dylan is buying into that role? Sorry, that was going to be my original question coming all the way back to it. Yeah. <laughs> I did we, not mean to go down We would like path. to apologize for the yeah. um, the. Rabbit. I would like to apologize. ADD won that past, so, past 10 minutes. All right, so I, I think last season, I think it was uh, either during the playoffs or maybe late last year, I bet against Dylan to get two assists, maybe two rebounds. I don't know. Uh, I, I knew I, I know you back then, but I wasn't sure if we talked about it. I know Ryan and me talked about it. And now he's able to get three to four on a consistent basis of both. That's what I want out of Dylan. Less mm-hmm. shots, higher quality. I don't care if they're ugly. I'm not talking about ugly. I don't need him to be perfect, spot up, step into your shot. I don't care. That's not his game. His game is ugly, and that's fine with me. But I need him to just do other things. And and he right now, I will say he is doing the other things. And he and he is what makes this team go a lot because a lot of times Ja gets gets down into the uh the shot clock with under five seconds and he kicks it out to Dylan. And Dylan just makes whatever trash he was just given, he goes and tries to do with his best with it. Okay. I can understand that part of it. And that sucks for Dylan. But that also is the player who can do those kind of things. And so if he like they need each other in a sense, and Desmond Bain needs Dylan Brooks more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Without Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain is the best defender on the court, and he cannot be the best defender and the best shooter on the court. He cannot be. No, no. But I, I think I think Dylan fills that role for him. Not only that, but it's it provides floor spacing, not because Dylan's a great shooter as well, but because he's a good enough shooter that you got to respect him. Um, yeah. I think that's the end of the conversation. This is the end of the conversation. DB needs DB. That's it. Yeah. We'll see. Ryan's comment is they won't pay Dylan. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Glad Ryan's here. Ryan, let us know in the chat. What do you think that Dylan gets paid in the offseason? 
because he's obviously going to get paid at some, he's got to get paid by somebody. He's not going to retire. Um, unlike, you know, some other people listen, I don't want to get <laughs> off too far on this. I want to yeah. say my, I want to say for Tyrell yeah. Terry, I want to see him figure himself out in his yeah. own life. Tyrell Terry, if you don't know, he just said that he wanted to retire from the NBA. I think he was in the same draft and everybody wanted the Grizzlies to go after a guy like Tyrell Terry, who's a good player. And they went after Desmond Bain. Um, and he's kind of had some issues within the NBA, whatever, whatever his mental life is, whatever's going on with him behind closed doors. I hope that he gets it taken care of. And, and honestly, and I heard somebody say this the other day, these games aren't played by 2k players. They're played mm -hmm. by humans, humans. And that's what, and that's the scary thing is like you have these guys that are human. They go, they go home to families, to friends. They have to go home. And honestly, like now, Tyrell Terry, he has to figure out his life outside of basketball. He can't play basketball. He might try to go play overseas or something like that, but he can't be the same player, right? His life, he has to look in the mirror and go, oh my God, I thought I was going to get paid 30 million a year and I'm not. I'm just not. So, I hope he gets his mentals right because that's the biggest thing, and honestly, in life, getting getting yourself straight. It's hard, man. It's hard, and anytime you see that, it's you worry about a lot more in basketball. So, definitely wish him the best going forward. Yep. All right. So, big night out of Stephen Adams, uh, Jessica. Thank you for joining in with that. Um, it was great, man. Stephen Adams, who you lost your bet, right? Okay, and uh, you know what? We're not buying anybody a Grizz lead, or sorry, Grizz lead, a Grizz 901 uh, shirt because of you and your stupidity. Uh, but Wasn't yeah, stupid. Jaron didn't even play. <laughs> you weren't right either. Jaron didn't guard him. What are you he talking played about? 13 more minutes on Giannis than uh, Dylan Brooks did. No, he actually didn't. <laughs> so, he actually if did, anything, like it's half. a push. Uh, Steven Adams. Let's talk about him real quick. And then we won't spend too much time on here. Well, we're at 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Steven Adams. Let me read you a stat line. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you one more thing after a stat line. Four of eight, six rebounds. Doesn't seem crazy. Great night. One assist, 10 points. You know, that's not crazy. And a steal, five blocks. That's big. Mm-hmm. Five what, blocks. What what does he do for this team that people can't see? And the reason they can't see it and the reason he's voted outside of Kevin O'Connor's top 100 <laughs> players, what does he do? Quarterbacks. Like, Ja like is that. the quarterback, right? But on offense and defense, Adams is the anchor. Like, Jaron is the the traditional thinking of an anchor. Or, but he roams around. He plays sort of a free safety out there. Adams is the one that constantly keeps things at a base. And he's just always the last line of defense, right? Jaron is the guy who comes flying in and saves you from a mistake. But Adams is always just the wall there. Then on offense, he just gets to the top of the key. You give him the ball, and he just makes things happen, right? The Quite literally, the offense revolves around him. And everybody moves around him. He finds backdoor cutters and it makes everybody on the floor a threat when he has the ball in his hands. And so he just does so much more than your big lumbering Ophi rebound and be big in the paint, right? Even when he is being big in the paint, like Jesse just said in the chat, he's sealing people off. 
right? He's seeing people off in the paint using his size in a very strategic way. He's just got a great, um, really an unbelievable basketball IQ. He always knows what's going on around him, and he knows where everybody else is. Even on the one he threw away at, down the court tonight, Josh started to go down the court, and he was looking for him, right? As soon as he got the board, he was looking for that outlet. And that's just he's always thinking two steps ahead, right? Everybody's playing checkers. He's playing chess. Yeah. Uh, as Jesse said, he's you know the seal. Honestly, he, he to me, he's the anchor to this team. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes unnoticed a lot of times, especially on the national media side of things. Of I think he is, I think he's cool with everybody, right? Because you got to have the chemistry, the culture off the floor. But I think when you think about it, and me kind of thinking about on you know on teams I played well uh, with, who are like maybe some guys that reminded me of him, like the slow and steady, like the tortoise, right? Old school, like the tortoise in the hair. <laughs> He is definitely the tortoise with a little bit of a kiwi, <laughs> kiwi swag. Continue. Um, <laughs> it, listen, I, I might might have had too much to drink tonight, um, <laughs> but he is he's the the ultimate anchor to me. I, I think he is the guy that is always going to be there. He's always going to play within himself, and he's not going to be in a sense Jaron to where you get in foul trouble. Like Jaron is like the, he's the Porsche, but if you want like a nice car, like you know, get you, get you an Audi, right? Like that's Stephen Adams. But you know what? If you want a Porsche, those are cool too, and that's why you have Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> but sometimes that Porsche ain't always gonna be there when you need it. It's not always gonna be able to go through the snow like an Audi will, and then that's what you have. And so I really do think that Stephen Adams, he's the anchor. He's our Audi. You know what's crazy? This team is full of Toyotas. You just got a bunch of guys you can always count on when you're in a tight spot. I'm telling you. It's just, it's crazy, man. I'm seriously, though, and I know that wasn't serious, but looking through, I mean, Brandon Clark, amazing. Aldama, great. Zaire, fine. Roddy, we can't miss out on my guy Roddy. Well, one thing first, I think Tyus starting for Ja a couple of times helped him really find his groove because he looked back in more of his usual role tonight. He looked like he was feeling it the way he was feeling it against the Thunder and the Hawks, right? He looked he looked pretty good. Um, or Thunder and the Hawks, whichever one. Um, I, I want Pistons and the Hawks. There we go. I want to throw that out there. But my guy, Roddy, baby. My guy, Roddy. I was sitting there. I was doing the Kelly Oubre for David Roddy run. I was just blowing kisses to the crowd. It was a thing of beauty. Beautiful to behold. When he hit him with the end of the shot clock fadeaway, unbelievable. I listen to the I listen to that comment all the time. That's my wife, by the way, in the chat that Daniel just threw up for anyone listening on the pod. Ford's not better than Toyota. I know because of the car bills we get. So, continuing on, David Roddy is just awesome. I'm just so happy. It makes me so happy every game. Look at him. Look at him thrive. Look at him flourish. Look at him go. Big boy moves. Big boy moves tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. I got a question. I know I that we've, we've, we've thrown out some uh, David Roddy uh, nicknames over the course of, uh, what, what are we in, like uh, six months now? Like it was summertime, y'all were throwing out the the big body Roddy, right? Mm-hmm. 
uh, when y'all came up with Santa Claus, Sonny Claus, right? Whoever, whoever came up with that. <laughs> yeah. um, I do believe that was you. Yeah, it was. Hot Rod? No. No, not a thing. What Big about? Body's too perfect. I, I like, like Rowdy Roddy. Rowdy Roddy's a close second for me, but Big Ooh, Body just takes yeah. a cake because he just bullies people on his way to the freaking rack, man. Look, at he's yeah. sitting there and he's big boying people like Chris Middleton tonight on the way to the paint. It's too perfect. It fits. It fits too well. You can't you can't get away from it. Rowdy really? Roddy, close second. Hot Rod, I, I could go with other than we already got the perfect one, man. It's perfect. Yeah. That's what my wife tells me all the time. Why, you know, you don't need anything else. It's perfect. Talking about David Roddy's body being Oh, perfect? sorry. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Um, talk about your body. <laughs> we, we, we're full on for Toyota here at this point in uh, the podcast. Toyota <laughs> we have too devolved. reliable. Yeah, I literally, I have one outside uh, this door over here uh, into my garage. We, we own a Toyota as well. Um, I have to say, that thing just goes. Uh, so may, maybe I maybe I'm on board. I own a Chevy personally, um, and maybe um, what is uh, Jake Laravia? Is he the uh, Rav Four? <laughs> I don't know. This. Well, the jury's out. Jury's out on Jake Laravia. But you got to get more minutes before we can decide uh, his make and model. All right. Before we <laughs> before we completely move on, uh, Ryan wants me to describe my body in car terms, and I, I'd say that uh, PT Cruiser. Probably a PT Cruiser. Um, it used to be fun. Probably not so much anymore. Um, I, I have some exhaust issues. Um, sometimes a flat tire. I don't listen. I've seen better days. We'll say. Sounded not like a Range Rover. All right, let's uh, real quick. Uh, if you want some Grizz not one merch. Go check out our uh, our merch store, grindcitydesigns.com, Grizz901. Um, it's going to be, it, it, listen, we're going to start doing more things than we have at the moment. But go check out, we have right now just Grizz901 stuff at the moment. Uh, our Grizzly Player Watch, uh, it is not 49 and 32. I need to change that. Uh, we are officially 53 and something, 53 and something, maybe 42, 53, 42, wow. whatever. Um, and then our last thing, Zach Dorsey State Farm. Our presenting sponsor, make sure you go check them out. For some reason, you do need any kind of insurance. Go give them a call at 901-459-4278. ZachInsuresMemphis.com, 901-459-4278. Uh, Zach is a good guy, good team, and they uh, they will make sure that you have, yeah, honestly, the best insurance. But also... Make sure you don't get screwed over. I know we throw out some slang words, some slang terms, and they'll insure me. I know they'll insure anybody, right? But honestly, good group, and I trust them. And that's really all you can say. With insurance, what are you you're paying for? Like ease of mind, ease of mind, in all honesty. Go give the guys a call. 901-459-4278. Game predictions. Let's move it on. We got I mean, a game they got going up. I was so Saturday excited night, for this one. Thunder, right? So, yeah, Night Thunder. A little bit of a road trip coming up. Uh, this is the last Thunder. game of the homestand, right? Yeah, oh, they, they got perfect in the homestand, so Luke can actually did. get a prediction right for the first time all year on the uh, <laughs> the No Bluffing podcast. And if you have a chance, go check out the No Bluffing podcast. It comes out every Monday. 
as well as the free basketball podcast where they talk about a little bit more of the NBA stuff, but then they, you know, they bring it back in uh, to Grizzlies and we're related around the Grizzlies. But but Ryan, who's in the chat here, um, he is the host of that show. Uh, they do a very good job. Yeah, uh, but make sure you, uh, you go check out. We have all these as well as I just wrapped up my uh, interview with uh, Coach John Kaufman, uh, Purdue, Fort Wayne. Uh, very good. The interview is very good. I'm trying to work on editing it, and then I'm going to put it out next week on Christmas week. Uh, so you, when you have to go hang out with your family, maybe you can listen to me instead on your way to your family. Maybe I'll brighten your day. <laughs> maybe I won't. Uh, but they're, but they're going to have the last game. Mm-hmm. Are they going perfect? Let's just get out of the way. Are they going perfect? This was the last game. game. They just went perfect. No. Yeah. Thunder's oh, on yeah, the road. You're right. Wow. All yeah, right. So, it. wow. All right. So, Thunder, Saturday. Uh, I think it is going to be one of those games that will be a little bit irritating for Grizz fans because Grizz let off the pedal a little bit after a big win, but Grizz pull it out anyways and stay in control pretty much the entire game. Just a, not a super fun watch. I think they turn it on again against the Nuggets, and then we'll be getting into the end of next week. We'll have more pods coming out. Yeah. So Ryan said on his podcast that he was afraid that if the Grizzlies kind of won in this game, and I want to hear his comments if he's still here. I don't. I, don't, I can't see if he's here or not. But yep. uh, let me know if you think that the Grizzlies will actually win this next game. It's not because the Thunder are good. It's not that. It's just usually when you come off a big win, you have a letdown spot. They're now on a win streak. They're about to go back on the road. Is this a letdown spot? The only thing is, is what like this was an emotional win. They didn't <laughs> like, play. They, they beat the piss out of them. They beat them by 41. They beat them worse than they just beat the dang Thunder, Pistons, and Hawks. Like, it, it it, it feels like an opportunity for a letdown game, but like Jaron is going to come out wanting to dominate, right? So I could be completely God, wrong yeah. on that, right? Like there's – yeah, like I'm sort of with Ryan. I would probably take the Thunder cover, but especially after this game, it'll probably be pretty inflated, I would I would assume. Um, but listen, it could be one of those games where the guys are just like Jaron specifically, like no, we're gonna come out and we're gonna punch him in the mouth and we're gonna punch him again and again and again and punch him for all the frustration I have from fouls in the last game. And so, I don't know what to expect. I expect the Grizzlies to keep winning. I expect them to keep winning until they don't. Like, what are you gonna say? They just beat an equal strength Bucks, right? They're minus Drew Holiday, but they're at the same strength the Grizzlies are at. Yeah, like Drew Holiday's not helping. Dudes. No, he's not changing that game, right? Like that's they just beat an equal strength Bucks by forty-one points. I mean, it will take. I think the Grizz will win until they catch someone on an absolute heater. I think it's going to take someone who it's just their night to beat them at this point. They're just rolling. They're just rolling. So yeah. I'm taking them to win until they don't. No, I agree absolutely, and um, and I, I think. I, I think it will be a game that if you bring in the the line into it, Ren Ryan said 11, 11 and a half. Sheesh. I'm not saying that's low, but that's in the NBA. 11 and a half is a lot, a lot. <laughs> Let me also say this. I wouldn't take any bets against the Grizzlies right now. No. Like, no. I, I would not take them on that line, but I wouldn't take the Thunder on that line for sure. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, I want to look at their schedule real quick. Um, Black Lives Matter. Hey, welcome back. You don't get a shirt because uh, <laughs> y'all are wrong. Just so you are. You were also wrong. We were wrong, Daniel. <laughs> Everyone was wrong. um so the grizzlies now they have okc that they're you know obviously going to play saturday we just talked about i'm not saying their schedule is is easy in the in the least they just got past their easy part of their schedule it's about to get a little rough now right they go to the thunder saturday and they have a day off so they're traveling at this point they go to denver on tuesday on tnt this is this is about to be a big stretch of Big games. TNT Nuggets. Late game. Buckle up. We are not doing a pod after that game. That's like a 1 a.m. pod. That sounds terrible. <laughs> the Suns on Friday. That's the difference is they're getting a two-day break in between most games. Because they're on the national, they're they're on national, you know, television. So they're playing the Nuggets on Tuesday. Then they go play the Suns on Friday, which is on ESPN. And then Sunday, which is Christmas Day, without Steph Curry, they are going to beat the brakes off of those boys. Yeah. The Daniel, brakes. We may be entering the uncharted territory where the Grizzlies are the rough spot on everyone else's schedule. Like, I look at this. We talked about this the other day. We didn't talk about this on the actual postgame show. But afterwards, you and me were chit-chatting. Who in the Western Conference do you think is better than the Grizzlies? I would say, personally, nobody. There's nobody, nobody better than them right now. And that's that's being objective. Listen, if you'd have told me last year, I'd have said, "Listen, the I wouldn't have said the that. Mavericks had their number. The Timberwolves. I said this. I said the Timberwolves scared me because they just matched up poorly against them last year. This year, I mean, the only one, and we're yet to see if it's a flash in the pan. I actually have not seen their score from tonight, but we have a little bit of a different view on the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are mega talented. I don't buy that they're as good as they've been, and their wins against the Suns didn't impress me. But they have the kind of matchup that gives the Grizzlies trouble with a lot of really athletic, talented length. Um, but I don't I think they're better than the Gri- I don't think they're better than the Grizzlies. No, I, I don't think there's anybody better than the Grizzlies. The only team that, if if we suited up and played tonight, in a sense. The only team that scares me is the Celtics. And I, just because I like their length, but also, and they're getting Robert Williams back, which is a big key contributor, but also they can shoot and light it up from three. That's what scares me. Steph Curry scares me. The rest of the Warriors do not scare me. Clay <laughs> might get hot. He might hit five in a row, but you know what? He's not going to do anything for the rest of the game. That's just the truth. Like he's past his prime. But what's crazy is the Grizzlies are just beating people down. You make a bunch yeah. of threes, okay. Well, we're just going to keep punching you in the mouth until you stop making threes. Yeah, the Grizzlies are the rough part of somebody else's schedule now. They don't really, they go into a harder part of their schedule for sure. But I'm not looking at this saying, oh, there's a bunch of teams above the Grizzlies. It's yeah. a bunch of teams that will be, they will have to play really, really well to beat the Grizzlies. It's no, absolutely. territory, man. It's- absolutely. And then this is the first time. It's the big night, man. Big night. Forty-one point win. First time me and Black Lives Matter have been on the same page. Nobody, <laughs> nobody is better than us. Uh, big night for us. Um, all right, we, we're way over our time. Uh, when I say way over, we're at least two or three minutes over already. We're not even you're just somewhat you're just tired, wrapped. old man. I am tired. Um, work is tough these days. It's weird. It's not supposed to be, but it is. Um, they they need a lot out of me. I don't know why. I'm not that important. 
But I do want to say that looking at this schedule, the Grizzlies are to the point where they've now coming out of their easier part of their schedule. The mid the mid December was supposed to be their easiest part, and it was. Obviously, they they've won undefeated in that. Tether Jenkins is going to win a Coach of the Month award. I think he won it last December. So this is kind of a repeat situation. So let's say they beat the Thunder, which we all agree that they should. They're going to go now through a three-game stretch within a week where they're all nationally televised. These dudes, knowing how petty they are, and you know how important they think that these big games are on national TV, Jaws rested. He practically was off for a week and came back and played what? I don't even know how many minutes he played a night. And Jaron played 24, 24 minutes. The, the guys are well-rested enough. Do you think that they're going to just lay it out against a Nuggets team who now they, they match up better against due to their size compared to in the past when they didn't and Jokic just dominate them? I think they match up well against him. The Suns are reeling right now. They're They're struggling. I think they match up well against them. The Warriors, I think, are terrible outside of Steph Curry. Yeah, it's it's going to take a Jamal Murray or a Devin Booker, maybe like a Mikael Bridges, Jordan Poole, going on a heater to beat them. The Grizzlies are not letting off the gas. I think they have reached that point where they, they've got this momentum. They've experienced the grind of the later season getting into the playoffs. I don't think they want to screw around and have to really – keep it turned on towards the end of the year when they want to get more towards a playoff mode, they're not going to let off the gas at all. And the Nuggets, they have a great guy for the Nuggets and Jaron on Jokic. Because the reason I was sort of worried and why I thought they might put Dylan on Giannis tonight is the athleticism of Giannis leads to Jaron just being in a tough situation. It's like anybody being in a tough situation guarding Giannis, right? We saw him get fouled a million times tonight. With Jokic, he is super skilled. But he's not super athletic where he's going to take Jaron off the dribble or something like that. And if Jaron can stay on his feet and just stay vertical, he can guard Jokic really well. And we've seen that discipline out of Jaron a lot. There was a couple of undisciplined moments tonight, but it's to be expected against someone like Giannis, right? It's tough. So I don't like the length of Jokic doesn't scare me. If Jamal Murray pops off, he pops off. Michael Porter Jr., is he um is he hurt? Is Michael Porter Jr. playing right now? Um, I don't know. I haven't I done didn't see him play the other night. I wouldn't say he got him. hurt again. I don't remember, but um, listen, Probably. like I said, it's going to take someone like a, a shooter. A shooter is going to have to just absolutely pop off to beat the Grizzlies and knock down a bunch of threes. Because other than that, the Grizzlies they're playing half court offense well. <laughs> like what yeah. you want to do? <laughs> There's nothing you can do if they're playing. half You know court what shooters well. do? They shoot. They shoot. That's what they do. They get blocked by Jaron if they're playing against the Grizzlies, though. But not tonight. Um, <laughs> all right. That's all I have. What What do you have? And honestly, thank you for hanging out with us. This was fun. I I yeah. wish that we could do them more in the fourth quarter. Okay. If the Grizzlies <laughs> want to win by 40 points every night, that's fine. Listen, it's 10 o'clock central. I am getting ready to edit this bad boy, throw it out, and then like peace to bed. Right. This isn't normal. I don't get to do this. This, this is exciting. <laughs> Uh, but this has been a lot of fun, you know, honestly, from the chat. And if you're listening on the podcast, come hang out in the chat on YouTube. We do this. I'd say majority of the majority of the games, right? Especially during the week. I'm trying to do them during the week. Weekends, hit or miss. Listen, my excuse, 
I have two crazy kids, right? They need a lot out of me. Um, and so besides that, everything else is fine. Uh, so yes, that's, that's the reason, but I, I think that, um, this has been a lot of fun and I, and I think that I think everybody's enjoying it. And, uh, I think it's going to be something that we continue to do the rest of the year is these, these post game deals. And then what, I, what my plan is, uh, for everybody just kind of speaking openly is to have some interviews that I do and I record off of time whenever I do it. And I just kind of put out every now and then. And I, and I think it's, I think it's good. You're going to hear from coach John Kaufman. Eventually you're going to ha- hear from uh, coach Jamie Dixon. You're going to hear from Penny Hardaway at some point. Uh, eventually we'll have Tom Izzo on again. Uh, I'm going to try to go after somebody related to Tyus Jones. I'm not sure if we can get coach K or if we can get uh, coach John Shire, but um, I already have my fillers out there and I have some conversations we're having. Oh, sorry. Uh, coach uh, Mac McMahon, who is uh, John Morant's coach, um, speaking with them about everything. So we'll be having those come out here. I, I think what we're going to do is have the interview series in a sense that we put out an interview maybe once a week, once every two weeks to give something a little bit different than just the normal you know, conversations we're having. Something that's one-on-one, something that you're looking forward to, uh, to hearing. And so and if there's somebody that you want to hear from, by all means, let me know. I, I'm I'm going to try to work around all of our players and our college coaches. Those are usually the easiest to grab, especially during finals week this week. Uh, and that's why we do some of our recordings is during their finals week because the coaches are they're a little bored, a little bored this week. <laughs> just what you got, bit. Nate? Uh, one, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. This was one. It's a really fun night, but the team's super fun. Coming on here is really fun. It's just a fun time to be a part of Grizzlies fandom and part of the Grizzlies community. So it's it's a blast. Let's just keep it a blast. That's the only thing I'll say is I, I do see a lot of negative stuff around and um tonight on here all the time, dude. You can find someone saying something negative. <sighs> if, there was not a lot tonight, but I did Thank see God. one or two negative. Right, and it's just. Have fun, man. Part of being a fan is just having a blast, right? Having enjoying fun, the ride. Having fun. Yeah. Enjoying, enjoying the wave, baby. It, was, it seems pretty pertinent to tonight. Hey, uh, ride the wave. Um, ride the wave. That's the yeah. title, title of the show tonight. Ride the wave. Yeah, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. Let's keep having fun. The other thing is keep looking out for the articles we got coming out. A ton of fun Grizz lead stuff coming out. So keep an eye for those articles. We'll have at least one more, maybe two more coming out tomorrow. And We've got pretty much two lined up every week through most of December. So um, keep checking that out. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, everybody, we got a bunch of new writers who are really talented. Got a lot of great ideas coming from different perspectives, not just me and Daniel's idiot selves getting on here and talking <laughs> about how we have exhaust issues and Motor Trend 901. Shout out to Ryan. Um, but keep looking at it. a lot of good stuff, good content. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, man, it's been fun. Uh, and Christmas is coming, man. It, it's um, I, I I go to Lebanon every year, and I um, sometimes I, I kick myself because I'm like I don't want to go, <laughs> but I always go. I've been dressing up as Buddy the Elf for the last ten plus years. I feel like whatever the whatever year this the 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 movie came out, I have been going and volunteering at Lebanon for being Buddy the Elf. This is my favorite time of the year. It's my my birthday, and then not not right now. It's my birthday. But it's either my birthday is fun because I enjoy it, but also Christmas because everybody seems to be in a good mood. And so uh, let's enjoy the fun times. And you know what? Let's ride the wave, right? Ride the wave. All right. That's all we got. Make sure you, uh, if you're not following us on Twitter, go follow us at Grizz underscore lead on YouTube. Go check it out at Grizz901. 
we are on there as well. You can check out me and Nate on Twitter. You can find us. Don't worry. Uh, but make sure you kind of join us. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We are having fun with it. This is what we enjoy doing. Um, and we enjoy meeting people, talking with people. Nate's about to come in town. Uh, and so if you're going to be in town soon and you are going to games, uh, hit us up. We'll probably be there, uh, especially in the holidays. I live here, but Nate's going to, uh, he does it right now. Uh, he's come back in town. So make sure you uh, come. When's, uh, what, what game are you going to? 27th, home game against the Suns. Hit me up if you're there. We'll be there. I have the whole family there. You can embarrass everybody. It'll be a great time. I'll buy some beers. Anybody that comes up, we'll, I'll buy the beers. Uh, maybe maybe via Venmo if I'm not there in person. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's ride the wave like the uh, like the bench did. Let's keep it going. Y'all have a good night. Be nice and tell your friends. <laughs>